Mandalore must rise by itself. We protect our own. So do we. Sabine. She's right. Wait, you're not coming with us? I'm done running away. My father's on Mandalore. We'll find a way to get him back. And then... Then maybe we can join the fight against the Empire. But right now, I can do more good here. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the capital less than 12 parsons. Hey everyone, and welcome to... Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. Alright guys, and today we have a pretty cool topic, I think. Um, with all the uh, hype for Season 4 and everything, um, obviously a lot happened to Sabine yes. in the last uh, last season. So we want to talk about Sabine and the current state of Mandalore. Yes, because Sabine is one of my favorite Rebels characters. I know she's not one of yours, but she is one of mine. Well, she, she won me over a lot more in the last season. Um, because like, like I told you, I always felt like she was very kind of flat. Um, that even when she tried to show emotion, it didn't come as emotion to me. Um, but they explained a lot of that in the Trials of the Dark Saber. Right. Uh, really opened her up and everything. And uh, like I was watching that episode uh, the other night because I think we watched like six episodes last night, <laughs> catching Kristen up on uh, Rebels. And uh, we were watching that one, and like I kind of teared up when she was kind of when she was going about the. Uh, I think it was the line where she said, uh, "The Empire wanted to destroy worlds, and they destroyed mine." Yeah. And I was just kind of like, oh, man. And I kind of teared up a little bit. And I looked over at Kristen. She goes, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I like Sabine a lot more now than I initially did, for sure. Well, she was trained in the Imperial Ca Academy. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I can see how her emotion wouldn't exactly be on the surface. Mm -hmm. And I like that she's not the typical girl character that you see. In most things. Right. Where she's not the... Um, and she's hard. and She's, she's hard. She's walled off. Yeah. Um, whereas it's not the open free emotion like you normally see the damsel in distress and all this other kind of stuff. Um, she really comes up as somebody who is protected. And right. she knows what she's there to do. And that's all she's there to do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Hey, Hope. She's worried about me. <laughs> She Aww. won't leave me alone. She gets in my lap and she just... So, That's what Ryder's been doing today. Um, she comes from Mandalore, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mandalore has a history of the warrior race and they destroyed themselves fighting a war against the Jedi. Mm -hmm. So as far as that goes, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff there. Because um, you actually get a little glimpse into it in the Trial of Darksaber with uh, Tar Vizsla being the first Mando Jedi. Yes. Um, which I thought was really, really cool. Creates the Darksaber. Yes, creates the Darksaber. I still want to know how he did it. That's what I want to know because I think that's really interesting, especially the um, process that they get their kyber crystals and a lot of other kind of stuff. I wonder, being a Mandalorian, did he find a way to manufacture something different? But that's a different show. That's a different <laughs> but, yeah, that but would I mean, be cool. I mean, right. the dark saber is amazing, and I think that um, if we could figure out some canon on that, that would be awesome. Oh, definitely for sure. I, I don't know that there's much on there. Um, maybe we'll see something in the last Jedi. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you have the Jedi Mandalorian War, which Kanan actually kind of touches on. Kanan and uh, Finn Rao, while they're training Sabine, um, talks about how the Jedi won that war. 
Um, I don't know that they ever go into why they went into a war or anything like that. I don't think that's been touched on, but it was sparked by Sabine trying to use Finrau's tricks and right. things like that. And he's like, newsflash, the Jedi won the war with Mandalore. <laughs> right. It's so, like, yeah. ooh, burn. Exactly. <laughs> Which Kanan's hard in that in that episode. Yeah, he is. He thinks yeah. his way is the only way. And mm-hmm. Sabine shows him there is another way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you get to see a lot more of Sabine and a lot more dimension and depth to her character. Um, which Tia Sakar, who plays Sabine, did an amazing job with that. Um, she's d- been doing an amazing job with Sabine, but I-, I like that the character finally is something that I feel like, as a person, I can relate to that. Uh, or at least understand, right. I guess is better to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, it's, Sabine's awesome, for sure. <laughs> I love, you know, she's got... A lot of depth, because even in the Mm -hmm. very first real episode after, you know, the initial introduction and everything, you know, she's speaking whatever language that was, you know, and you find out she's an Imperial cadet, or she Mm -hmm. was, and she's an artist, and um, she doesn't just follow orders anymore. She will follow Hera in -hmm. the ship to go find out who Fulcrum is. She will do things to mm-hmm. ensure that she's not a sheep anymore. Absolutely. I, I mean, I completely agree with that. Um, because, I mean, she's been burned. A lot. Um, a lot. Um, I love when she questioned Hera in the beginning. I did too. Where she's like, I'm, I'm not just blindly following you. I don't know who you think you're talking to. <laughs> I, I did that yeah. already. It did not work out. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of her weapons. Oh yeah, well I think we will for sure. I've, I've uh, gotten a clue yeah. that we probably will. I'm just really looking forward to that. Oh definitely, yeah. I mean, I mean, we got to see one of the weapons in the season four trailer too, um, with the uh, ATDP that was modified with that force lightning electrical whatever, right? The, the Mandalorian friar, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> But uh, an affectionate name, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, mean, we, I think we're, I think we're going to see a lot of her past come back to bite her, um, because as as it stands right now, she is the leader of Mandalore. Um, she won the dark saber fair and square from uh, Gar Saxon, uh, which I thought was a really cool episode. Um, especially when you think that she's the one that got shot yes. <laughs> and it ends up being Saxon instead. So I, I, the way that that episode played out was perfect. Um, but yeah, she won the, won the dark saber fair and square. Uh, so she is Mandalore's rightful leader. And I like how even Finn Rao goes to the links of saying, well, now you can lead us. She's like, no, I'm just holding on to it until someone comes along. Right. I just didn't <laughs> you know, want him to have it. Exactly, yeah. It's better here. So, right. Yeah. Um, so I wonder who could be that leader. Because, I mean, she's kind of the search committee at the moment <laughs> um, to find out who will lead them. But I, I, I kind of wonder if she'll end up being, even though she doesn't want it, she that she'll be the leader. Well, reluctant everyone... leaders are usually right. better because they aren't seeking power. They're just awesome at it. 
Right. <laughs> Which, and I feel she's always been good at leading. Um, because in, in all the missions that you see her going with the ghosts and the rebels crew and everything, um, she's very on target. Um, not much really shakes her one way or the other, if anything. And so she's very mission focused and just very, hey, this is what we're here to do. Um, and that I think that's going to come into play a lot more with. So I'm trying not to go into celebration because <laughs> the whole time I'm trying not. to discount all that. Yeah, I'm going to hurt uh, you. <laughs> I'll reach through these computer wires and I will hurt you. I believe it. Um, <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, I, I really feel like she's going to step up uh, as, as far as at least as a rebellion leader of some sort. Um, because, I mean, this is essentially Mandalore's rebellion. Right. I do worry, though, because in the last episode, Hera pretty much told her, no, we're not going to be able to help Mandalore. And, that made me just as mad the second time I watched it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I worry about her because she's going to get a little peeved and Mandalore is going to fall. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that they're, well, we know in the trailer they're going to be occupied at the very least. Right. And um, they've been occupied, you know, from the moment Satine died. Mm-hmm. You know, and because then the Republic came and took over, and then the Empire came and took over, and then, and then, and then. So right. it's like, when are they going to be Mandalore again? Because they're this people of honor and, um, you know. This pride. Pride, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And I just, to see them so taken is... Mm-hmm. Is hard to watch. Absolutely, um, a, a lot of the way that their uh, culture is kind of reminds me of like Game of Thrones with jetpacks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> House Vizsla, Clan Vizsla, all that kind of stuff. I've not um, seen it, so I don't know. I'm just starting to. Read <laughs> well, I mean, as book. far as like the, uh, the like the, the the families, right? Like that. You have your your and, yeah your clans and your families, and, your and they are loyal to each other. And then said house is good with this house because this house helped them do this with whatever, all that kind of stuff. So everybody kind of helps each other gotcha. um, in a way. But way. you still have your warring factions, which obviously we've seen that with Mandalore crumbling pretty much. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what Mandalore would look like after, really. Um, because so, so so say they do get it back. What what happens then? Do they stay a warrior culture? Do they I go back they to do. pacifism? I, I don't think they would ever be pacifists again. But yeah. um, I, I would hope that they would find a balance, mm-hmm. you know, because no country can be truly pacifistic and they can't be truly warrior either without right. causing issues. So balance is always a key. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I feel like if you're trying to like um, completely forget your culture, like you're, it's almost like you're rewriting who you are. Right. Um, because they are Mandalorian, this is how they've been for a thousand years. Doesn't necessarily mean they can't change and modify uh, and evolve with what they need, but at the same time, something's got to give. Because pacifism didn't work, and the warrior didn't work. So, right. a meld of maybe a little bit of both, kind of thing. Exactly. I mean, you have to be kind and a good neighbor and good to yourselves, but you also have to be 
strong and mm-hmm. ready to defend mm-hmm. yourself if you need to. Um, I think she would be very metered in her responses to people, whether or not mm-hmm. they um, are able to get past her wall. You know, mm-hmm. she can treat people with fairness and respect and till they try to screw her over and then right. she would defend her honor and her home. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, so I mean, as far as Sabine goes, like, I, I think that I think that she will still continue to try to find said leader. Um, I wonder if she'll end up turning the Finn round. She since might. he was He's, since he was the leader of the protectors at one point yeah he would be a good leader too but i don't think he would take it that's true because when in the trial of the dark saber i know that she was uh um that she tried to give it to him at one point mm-hmm. he was he like was like it's not mine i didn't earn it right he's mm-hmm. got just as much honor and pride as she does mm-hmm. and i don't think he would take that absolutely he, yeah he truly believes she's the one to unite the people and um, I think that that's how it, it would go if she tried again. Absolutely. Not completely agree. Um, she might try to give it to her mother. Possibly. But yeah, no, I mean, as far as her mother goes, I mean, I can't really comment. You can't say because you know I can't already. comment. <laughs> so, anyway, oh, we're, we're going to leave that there. I yeah. do think that her mother would be a good candidate. I think um, her mother would be a good candidate, too. Mm-hmm. I just don't think she would be the best candidate. I don't think so, either, because, I mean, you've got the history of her giving in to the Empire. Right. And so it, it, she's a survivalist, I think, is more of her. It's how am I going to let my family survive? Right. And if it's giving in to the next occup- occupation when she has no choice, then she's going to do it. Whereas I feel like Sabine is more inclined to fight back. Right. And say enough is enough because that's been her mantra in life. Uh, she's given it. She's let things happen to her. And she's at that point where enough is enough. Yeah, never going to do that again. I'd give mm-hmm. up my family. I'd give up everything to make sure that that does not happen again. Right. Definitely. Okay. So I want to know if you think there's going to be a thing between her and Ezra. Hmm. See, I don't. I think Ezra's got a kind of a thing for her, but I don't think it's... Well, and I don't think that it's really a thing. I think his is more of the teenage boy. Yeah, the crush kind of thing. Um, It seems in season three, they moved a lot away from that because Ezra grew up even just so slightly (laughs) and Sabine grew up. um, And so it it was kind of like, I mean, she never really seemed to entertain it, but I mean, she was also doing that, that mean girl of maybe she does like him kind of flirt. I just, whenever he was holding on to her when Mm -hmm. she had the jet pack and they were flying through the canyons and he's like, fighting back. <laughs> I was like, they're trying to revisit that again. And I was just wondering what you thought, because, yeah. I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the idea, but I thought maybe you would have a different take. Well, I mean, I, and I'm actually not a huge fan of the idea either, because I feel like it would kind of muddy up their characters mm-hmm. um, where they already care for each other. Um, right. In a family capacity. Nothing, so, not everything has to turn into romance. Right, exactly. 
just like we talked about with Rogue One. Um, it doesn't have to be romantic. Um, I feel like Kanan and Hera are the romance that we'll get. Um, I don't see where... And, and to me, like even though they're not brother and sister, it would seem a little funny to me. <laughs> like I don't, I couldn't ship that just because I know they're they're not. But the capacity that the show represents them, and the way that usually they are to each other, the the right. whole family dynamic, that would be weird for me to see. That even though they're not weird. technically related, <laughs> so it'd be kind of like a pseudo incest. I don't know, but. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it would just be weird. Um, but no, I mean, I don't, I don't want them to be a thing. I think that them coming closer in their friendship, as far as trusting each other, uh, their judgment um, in this battle for Mandalore, because um, I mean, we know that Ezra does partake in that. We've seen that from the trailer. Yeah, Ezra's all behind so, yeah. them and supportive and everything. Absolutely. Even though Hera is not, Ezra mm-hmm. is there. Right, and, and that's what I kind of want to know too: is where's Hera? Um, is it another instance where she brings like, just like she brought uh, her small squadron in zero hour. um, Did he bring his small squadron kind of thing? Or did he go? Oh, well, no, he, at least Kanan's there. We know that. Um, So, I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Just Hera bothers me though. Um, I mean, I know her character has been through a lot and we've seen a a dramatic, dramatic uh, shift in the last season. Uh, with the uh, Katakori and the counter with Thrawn and everything, that was the moment where she seemed to snap. Right. And ever since then, she's been military-minded. Right. So... Well, it, it makes me wonder yeah. how she's going to force Sabine into a situation where um, she's going to be forced to be military in her own right mm-hmm. because Hera's not there to be the mother figure or... Mm-hmm. the friend figure that she has been in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, in my fear with this upcoming season, which I, I doubt it, because I mean, I, I trust Filoni with the story. I don't feel like he's really steered anything wrong or there's not anything in the story that I would go, you know what? I'd do that differently. There seems to be a reason for most everything. Um, and so not to question his story choices or anything, but I, I hope that in season four, Hera doesn't distance herself too much from the crew. Uh, because, I mean, as we've talked about, each of them are picking their own paths. It's See, like that, that coming might. of age. Yeah. She might distance herself too much from the crew. She might do that a very much so and pay for mm-hmm. it dearly. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I want to like Hera's character. So I liked her more in the earlier seasons. Um, I don't agree with her choice to say, no, I'm not going to do it. Because, I mean, I've even told you, I don't agree with Mon Mothma pulling that mess. Right. She did it in Rogue One. She's done it in Rebels already. Where it's, oh, you know, we're not ready for open warfare. Oh, well, that's probably their their play. So we're just not going to play into their hand. Or, you know, we just can't help you. You're going to have to go on your own. Right. It's just like, what, the, what in the world is the point of the alliance if there's no actual alliance? Right. <laughs> your own, it, what's mine is yours. And what's yeah. yours is yours. Right. Until a certain point. Until it doesn't benefit me directly. That's what I mean. Sudden, it's like, yeah. what you know, as me as Sabine, what's yeah. mine is yours. I come to help you in your great I got you. Yeah. time of need. And what's yours, well, it's it's yours. <laughs> right. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally giving everything and getting, and getting nothing. nothing in return. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because I don't want that to happen with Hera. 
Because, um, I, I, I mean, obviously she's the one that in some capacity survives. And so I don't want to want her to be the one that survives. And you're like, you know what? I really can't stand Hera. <laughs> yeah, but people have to learn from their mistakes. And True. even though she has made bad decisions, I still love her character and the way mm-hmm. her character is going. Just because I can see it going poorly and her learning from that. Mm-hmm. And I also see Sabine going in a direction and her being able to learn mm-hmm. from that. That she it, she can be a leader. She can, you know help her people more than anybody else at this point true she's Um, got the experience she's got the love she's got mm -hmm. the pride she's got the honor she's got everything she needs um to push this forward and bring together her people even if she doesn't lead them forever she can at least heal and bring them together and bring the civil war to an end at least begin the uniting of the other people right for sure uh, and, and I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I kind of feel like that's where it's going, um, where she will be, even though she's reluctant, she may be the leader of Mandalore, um, even though she doesn't technically want it. Even maybe not forever, maybe just for mm-hmm. a little while, just while, right. you know, um, there's a new election or who knows what their government's going to be, but mm-hmm. um, maybe it won't be a monarchy, maybe it'll be a democracy, and maybe she'll push that forward to no, we are a people, not mm-hmm. just a head. So do you think in season four, we'll see the restoration of Mandalore? I think we will. I think we will. I'm, I'm hoping that Thrawn survives it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of what is going to happen to Thrawn on what's going to happen to Mandalore is going to be, to get back at Thrawn and the Empire. Mm-hmm. And, or hope that they don't get totally and utterly destroyed. Oh, yeah. Because I love me some Mandalore. But, <laughs> you know, you kind of wonder where Boba Fett, you know, stole all of his armor from. Hopefully that's a story for whatever we do after Rebels. Exactly. <laughs> we we got to get it eventually. Yeah. I don't know about I don't I don't know about a live action though because I know no. there's a rumor of that. I don't feel like there's enough to tell there because no. <laughs> we already technically got a Boba Fett backstory, but right with uh, Clone Wars and everything. But yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But yeah, I think that um, there's a lot that could happen, but it doesn't necessarily all. It's not necessarily going to be awesome. That's true. Well, I was actually just thinking, too, and I wanted to know what you thought. Um, so how do you think uh, Sabine will act uh, if there are clans that hold out on her, that uh, decide not to follow her? Um, I think that she's going to give them a big chance, mm-hmm. but I think exile is probably... I mean, if there's going to be just a few people that are holding out, then she's going to have to do something mm-hmm. in an attempt to unify. And those few holdouts are going to have to be exiled or, I don't know, maybe they will get a vote. Maybe they'll... Vote them off the island, no. Vote them off the <laughs> island. They'll have to eat rats. Right. Um, I just wonder, because, I mean, 
Because, I mean, you've got to think that not all of the clans and families are going to be on board with it's impossible standing to up get against everybody the on, right. on board. But those people can have places to go. Mm -hmm. These people have no place to go on Mandalore. Sure. If you're not a friend of the Empire, you have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. If you are a friend of the Empire, you have an entire galaxy you can go to. Right. Big difference, either way. Huge. But, yeah. So maybe we'll see something uh, akin to Rogue One where they just decide, hey, you know what, we're going to fight. And then reinforcements. I don't know. <laughs> I hate to say a yeah. Doctor Who reference, but it would be really cool if they figure out how to disguise the planet. Mm -hmm. So huh. that you you can't see that it's there anymore. Or they move it somehow in a way where Mandalore can live in peace. Bindu technically did that with uh, Adalon. Where Chopper Base was? Yep. Yeah. Technically, that planet didn't exist in the Imperial Records. So, I mean, I think that that would be ideal. Is mm -hmm. if Mandalore could come to some kind of peaceful resolution. Um, those that don't want to be there don't have to be there. And they can mm -hmm. leave. And then those that do want to be there are able to mask the planet to where mm -hmm. they can live in peace without Imperial rule. Definitely. Well, and I see, I feel like those who do not want to be there, I mean, they'll they'll want to be on the planet because, I mean, they're all a proud people. Right. Um, they're all, hey, we are Mandalorian. This they is also our don't want to die. Exactly. That's true. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of see them ended up fighting Mandalorian versus Mandalorian for a time, at least, It'll rather than for a time. somebody It's definitely not going belief. to be... Mm -hmm quick i mean war oh, no. is painful and long and horrible mm -hmm. and, and if that weapon's any indicator of what's to come it's not going to be easy whatsoever no. it's going to be very devastating devastating to the max oh yeah because <laughs> i mean you got to believe that that's not the only weapon up their sleeve exactly i mean she, she actually sabine said that she made, made a lot of weapons a lot of weapons yeah but yeah, I think that um, once those that are no longer welcome for whatever reason mm -hmm. could find a new home, even if it's not theirs, and as soon as they're gone, you find a way to fix it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maloney's so creative. I feel that he would be able to find a way to let Mandalore live in peace or not. And we could just totally lose it. See, and I hope not. Um, but, I mean, it would make sense why we haven't seen it in original canon or anything either. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't. Yeah. It's not anywhere in the original canon. And, therefore, I, I can't see how it's mm -hmm. going to really either survive or be known right because i always feel like when anybody speaks of mandalore it's almost legend um like until we actually got to see mandalore in clone wars um and then with sabine venturing to mandalore as well it's always felt like a distant legend or some kind uh to me so i don't know right i, I hope that's not the case though like i know season four is gonna hurt but don't hurt me that bad <laughs> You can rip out my heart. <laughs> All righty. So, yeah, I think that, you know, that would be ideal, is if mm -hmm. Mandalore could be 
healed and masked. Right. I mean, like it, because, Sabine needs to have that resolution. Right. And I think that if it was masked, it would have to be destroyed in a way that wasn't really destroyed, but you think it mm-hmm. is. There you go. <laughs> to the Empire, it's been destroyed. Right. <laughs> Maybe right. Um, it's Stardust. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So that is our show for Sabine in Mandalore. So obviously, season four, we're going to have to revisit this because a lot's going to develop. Yeah. Um, we're going to be able to see Mandalore in action, uh, the fight for Mandalore. Uh, I know at least for the first two episodes, that's what it'll be, or the first first two-part episode. Um, that, that's what we'll get to see, a little bit of that action, things like that. You should. Um, I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> I mean, it is called The Siege of Mandalore, so... <laughs> um, but, I mean, as far as that goes, uh, so we'll definitely be able to visit that, revisit that topic throughout the season. Um, and we're going to be talking Rebels pretty much for, like, the next however long Rebels is on, so strap in, because it's going to be awesome. Um Oh, yeah. So we've got a lot of cool stuff in the works. Um, and as always, you guys can check us out at KesselRunWeekly.com. Um, we have uh, articles uh, and different things like that on there. Our past episodes are on the website as well. Um, we're looking to get even more content on there for you. Um, you can also... <laughs> and you can also uh, check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at KesselRunWeekly. And if you're listening to us on iTunes... Rate and review us. Uh, let us know how we're doing, what you like, what you don't like, kind of things like that. Um, if you uh, leave us a review, we may read it on the show. So there you go. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but really, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So that's it for this episode. And until next time, my name is Danny. I'm Heather. And may the force be with you.